Hey friends, Azure Cosmos DB is a great way to store both structured and unstructured data. But when you combine it with Azure Functions, Azure Cosmos DB makes storing data quick and easy with much less code than storing data in a relational database. Matthias is here to show some of the best practices today on Azure Friday. Hey folks, I'm Scott Hanselman and it's Azure Friday. I'm here with Matthias bringing me some of my favorite things, Cosmos DB and Azure Functions. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> Only good things can happen. How are you, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you, Scott. So for today's demo, I want to show you how you can leverage Azure Cosmos DB uh, Multimaster and change its features to create serverless, geo-replicated, event-based architectures. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I deployed two groups of devices, one in North Europe and one in Central US, and I'm sending that telemetry into my Cosmos TV database. But I want to do it as quickly as possible. So what I did is I created my Cosmos TV database. I deployed it in these two regions, both in North Europe and in Central US, and I've enabled the multi-master capability. This makes it so both endpoints are both read and write enabled. Okay, so let me get my head around this. You're writing data from devices all over the world, like globally writing. Yeah. And in my mind, which is like how we used to do things, you can have lots of reads, but you only get to write to one place. Exactly. But you said you're writing to multiple places, too. At the same time. Mm -hmm. That is quite amazing. So what I also did is I took uh, I took this code that, that I used to build an Azure function, and I'm using the HTTP trigger okay. to receive the telemetry from the devices, and then I'm using the Cosmos DB output binding to save it. Now, there are two important properties that I'm setting on the output binding. One is the use multiple write locations to true. This will make it so the binding will know that I want to leverage the multi-master capability in my Cosmos TV database. And mm -hmm. the other one is the preferred locations. Now, if you take a closer look, I, I'm not using a constant value. I'm using a placeholder. That makes it so I can take this code and I can deploy it in, in as many function apps in, a, in as many regions that I want. So in, and if I set an environment variable that will take the, tell the code where in which region is it running, it will make it so it, the output binding will connect to the local Cosmos TV endpoint and do local writes. Okay, so the writes are as close to one of the writable locations as possible. Exactly. And I can even use App Insights to monitor both my uh, my central US and my North Europe uh, function instances to see what, which, which is the, the, the latency in the operations in both endpoints. And the important thing with function is that since these are uh, different functions up, they can scale independently based on the needs of my devices. So if I get more, more throughput on a particular region, then the, that function up can scale into more instances to absorb that data flow. Interesting. So if I'm going to do a global application like this, depending on what I'm trying to do, whether it's IoT data or financial data or website data, I might have it done by time zone. Yep. Europe is waking up, and then Cosmos will wake up and scale with Europe, yep. and then they go to sleep, and then Asia wakes up. Exactly. And I can yeah. deploy these functions up, and I can use the same code in all the regions. So another thing I wanted to show you during this, this demo is a, a real-time dashboard. Because let's face it, real-time dashboards are pretty cool. <laughs> so what I did is I created this very small and, and simple console app that it's receiving on real-time all the writes that are happening in all my Cosmos TV regions. Now, how did I build this? I went and used the Cosmos TV 
trigger in Azure Functions. The Cosmos DB trigger is leveraging the change feed feature. The change feed is kind of like a timeline where all the events that are happening that, that happen in the past and now in your container are stored. So technically, you could hook into the latest known endpoint on this timeline and start firing up functions whenever there is something new in that timeline. So what I'm taking, what I'm doing here is I'm firing up my function whenever there is there, are, there is new telemetry data in my container and then using the SignalR output binding. As you may know, SignalR uses WebSocket connections to send push notifications on real time. So my web application is just opening a WebSocket to my SignalR hub, and it's receiving on real time all the changes that are happening in my Cosmos TV database. Interesting. And you're, so you've effectively got like a change log that you're listening, a fire hose that you just listen into, but exactly. you're hearing the events all over the exactly. Earth. Exactly. It doesn't matter where, which region it's being written to, I'm listening to all the events. The other thing that I'm noticing, by the way, that I think is just interesting, because of the way that you're choosing to architect your application using Cosmos DB, a serverless global database, and Azure Functions, a serverless compute uh, mechanism, you've really shown me very little code. You're using input and output bindings in a yep. very clever way that's allowing you in multiple places to, to lose a dozen lines of code. Exactly. And not interesting code, just boring yeah, code. It's, Read it's, this, write that. Yep. The output bindings uh, for Cosmos DB are very clean. Yeah, I, I can I can focus on what I really want to do on my function mm -hmm. and all that orchestration that I that is really happening in the back, like opening a connection or maintaining a connection is entirely done by uh, for me. That's cool. Another thing I can also do is I can I can also uh, use application insights to monitor this trigger and see which are the the calls that I'm making both to uh, the Cosmos DB instance and to SignalR, and I can see that I'm only reading from one Cosmos DB region. But I'm getting all the all the all the data that is coming from uh, both regions. And you're using the Azure SignalR service as well, which exactly. is yet another serverless. Exactly. So basically, I have no applications running in terms of of the the, the user traditionally. The, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have all these serverless functions running constantly. And finally, one thing that I wanted to show you is. It's really common for, for our customers to have, when they want to analyze the information, they have different query needs. So the, the queries are different from the queries and, and the operations they do on their whole data path. So what I, do, what I did is I have this materialized view a container, and my, my materialized view documents or, or schema is different from the schema that I'm using to store the, the, the telemetry information. Maybe I want to do like a, an aggregation over the data, mm -hmm. and my partition key on that particular container is different. So how do I make this uh, synchronization between two, con two containers um, online and, and, and on real time? What I also did is I have this very simple another Cosmos TV trigger that is working in parallel and totally independent from the previous trigger uh, for the notifications, and I'm mixing it with the Cosmos TV output binding targeting the separate container. Mm. So basically, what is this, this function is simply doing is just taking all the telemetry, then grouping the information, generating my, my aggregation, and then sending that, that new schema of information to my second container. Mm -hmm. So basically, I'm maintaining both containers in sync on real time and with probably like five lines of code. So is the reason for doing that, I mean, like I'm thinking simplistically, you're duplicating a lot of data, but at exactly. the same time, you're also optimizing it that the data ingress for the multiple writes in multiple locations is is optimized, and then the the heavy query, the heavy reads, the complicated reads are in a totally different collection, which allows Cosmos to be smarter 
and exactly. not fight with itself. And another reason is maybe the queries that I want to do on my materialized views have a different partition uh, distribution. Mm. So I want my queries to be as fast as possible, regardless of how I'm storing the hot data. So right. I can separate both of, both of, our, of and my needs. And then you could ultimately build a data pipeline and move that data farther and farther and exactly. you know, into more appropriate places in Databricks or data factories and uh, keeping everything partitioned away and even put it into a dashboard, another yeah. dashboard, another dashboard, a Power BI dashboard, which is also serverless. Yep. Uh, and this, this combo of using the trigger and the output binding is yeah. also useful, useful when people create a container, they define the partition key, and then after a while they, they realize that they picked the wrong partition key. It's really common to... Yeah, that is very common. Exactly. And one, one thing they can do is they can create a function, mm -hmm. use create a, a, a function using the trigger, set this particular flag called start from beginning to true into the trigger and mix it with this output binding to a separate collection with the new and, and, and oh, correct wow. partition key. And the start from beginning true uh, flag will make it so the trigger instead of starting from now to listen for changes, it will go back in time and replay all the inserts that happen on that container ever. Wow. So it's kind of like a, a, a hot online migration of your data from one container to another. And you can do this without any downtime. That's huge. In my mind, while you were saying that, I was imagining all of these cups of liquid and how they're, you're moving from one kind of cup to another kind exactly. of cup, but you're not dropping any liquid at all. Exactly. And I can do this on real time uh, without any downtime on my containers. Fantastic. So we can learn more about this where and we can play with Cosmos on, I know we can do Cosmos for free, right? Try yeah, Cosmos. there is a Try Cosmos offering that lets you play with Cosmos TV for 30 days without any credit card or Azure subscription. You, get, you just need a Microsoft account. Mm -hmm. And do you have this particular application in GitHub or can you put it there for me? Yeah, sure thing. I can do that. Oh, fantastic. All right. I am learning all about best practices with Azure Cosmos DB and Azure Functions today on Azure Friday.